You don't even need to wear makeup. Just put on something that makes you feel sexy and great in your skin. Then walk outside and remind yourself that you're allowed to take up space. Here's the thing. No one is going to find you beautiful if you don't find you beautiful. Don't be the girl who doesn't find herself sexy. Be the woman who believes she's sexy, beautiful, and feels good in her skin. The world will catch up and you will fall in love with yourself. Hey there, besties, and welcome to our cozy corner of the podcasting world. It's time for another episode of Share Latte. I'm Min, your virtual coffee bestie and host. Imagine us in a cozy cafe, the aroma of freshly brewed coffee in the air, and ready to embark on an inspiring journey. In each episode, remarkable women share their stories of triumphs over life's challenges, providing a warm embrace for your soul. These tales remind you of resilience and determination are keys to success. So grab your favorite brew, get comfy, and join us for the conversation that will awaken your mind and heart. You'll discover your own power to turn tough times into incredible strengths. The Share a Latte podcast sprinkles hope and courage and the belief that you can not only handle, but thrive into your day. All right, besties, let's embrace those tales of triumphs and get ready for another awesome episode of Share a Latte. Hey there, coffee besties, and welcome back to another episode of Share a Latte, the podcast where we come together over a virtual latte to listen to amazing stories of women who've overcome life's challenges. I'm your host, Min Sucre, and every Thursday, I'm serving up not just coffee, but a generous pour of life's wisdoms. I'll be sharing stories from my personal journey, hoping they resonate with yours. Let's kick things off with our favorite caffeine ritual. The weather has turned cold here in Canada, and Ottawa definitely has gotten much colder this week. I'm missing out on that summer sun and bringing in some of that summer vibes with my coconut iced coffee, courtesy of my Nespresso. Of course, not forgetting with that splash of oat milk. So what's in your cup, bestie? I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty methodical person. When I learn something, I need a step-by-step guide. When I was launching my business, if you didn't know, by the way, I'm a podcast producer for female entrepreneurs, and if you're an aspiring podcaster, we should connect. Follow me on Instagram at adminavenger, yes, my shameless plug, where I share all of those fun tips on how to launch a podcast, stay consistent in your podcast, and grow your audience so that you can deliver your amazing stories and connect with your ideal audience. Okay, going back to today's episode. When I was going through my divorce and talking to my therapist, I spoke so poorly about myself. And I'm not going to repeat those things because that woman no longer lives here. I don't know her. But my therapist, when I was talking that way about myself, my therapist would constantly ask me why I didn't love myself, why I spent so much time punishing myself. One day she said these words to me. Punishing yourself sounds exhausting for you. Let's try something different. Why not love yourself? I honestly remember thinking, yeah, easy for you to say. You have a thriving practice, a loving partner, and probably an amazing childhood. What do I have? But I didn't say that, obviously, even though as much as I wanted to, I didn't. Instead of saying that, I looked at her and said, I wouldn't even know where to start. Is there a playbook on falling in love with yourself? How long is this going to take? Do I need to take a course or is this going to require more sessions with you? I should probably tell you that when I was doing therapy at this point in my life, I was seeing her like three times a week. 
My marriage had not only taken my already broken pieces and crushed them into smaller pieces, like as if they were putting it through a blender, but I was also dealing with childhood trauma that was resurfacing in full force after a horrible concussion. My therapist though was an angel. And in that moment, when I asked my many questions about how I was gonna fall in love with myself, she smiled. After over a year of working together, she had learned that I needed a step-by-step guide on how to do this. And the reality is, is that there isn't one. Falling in love with yourself doesn't have a set playbook. This looks different for everyone. My therapist said, let's create our own playbook. So in this episode, over my coconut iced coffee, I'm going to share my five tips on falling in love with yourself. Tip number one, say yes. Besties, start saying yes. And not to the things that can harm you. So I don't want you going out there and doing like hard drugs. I want you to go out there and explore new things. Back in May of 2022, I helped a friend with a booth at the Vancouver Wine Show. At the show, I met this guy. Let's call him Vancouver Hottie. Vancouver Hottie was someone I had never truly met before. He was well-traveled. He had backpacked his way through Asia. And I think actually to date, he's probably has visited over 50 countries. His views weren't far off from mine, but he definitely expanded my views and my mind. He was actually the one who helped encourage me to say yes to more amazing things, like trying a new taco place or starting up a conversation with someone to help expand my circle and connect with strangers. To this day, when we go out to eat together, he'll find out about our server's long-term goals. And one time he even made a little girl laugh at the table next door to us because he told her he loved my laugh so much. Vancouver Hottie is definitely the yes man saying yes to new adventures and new experiences, jumping into a car and driving through new states without a plan and letting the road guide you. So besties, say yes. You never know what adventure you'll find or the people you will meet along the way. Start saying yes. It might just light your soul on fire. Tip number two, look good to feel good. Are you thinking, Min, this feels really superficial. And listen, you're absolutely right. All right, you know that I left my husband during the pandemic and you know that my childhood wasn't the best. And I don't wanna get too much into it, but very briefly, I was sexually assaulted as a child for many years and this left me being in survival mode as an adult for so many years. During the pandemic, we were all thrown into survival mode. Before the pandemic, I had occasions where I would get dressed up, see people, and do things. But four months into the two-week shutdown of the pandemic, I was in sweatpants, tank tops, and eight days of unwashed hair. Ladies, it was so gross. One day, I looked in the mirror, and I don't believe I recognized the woman looking back at me. Not only did I look like a bridge troll, but I also was treating myself the same. In addition, my business was taking a huge hit. I was losing clients every day. Forget keeping the lights on. I might as well have just shut the doors. With little to look forward to and waking up felt like a waste of my time, I would just stay in bed watching Netflix to numb the pain. Depression? For sure. I definitely had it. I will not deny it. In the deep of my depression one day, 
I was FaceTiming with my sister who jokingly asked why I looked like a sewer rat and why she looked like she was gracing the covers of Vogue when she was the one who just had a baby. Well played, sis. Well played. Obviously, I told her what was going on and the conversation turned into her listening when I needed someone to listen. The next day, I got up, I got dressed, and I spent three hours on my hair and makeup. Excessive? Heck yeah. Super excessive. But we were in a pandemic. I had all this free time. What else was I going to do? Then, after three hours of getting so beautiful, I took myself to Starbucks. Because I wasn't wasting all this cuteness on staying at home and letting nobody see me. So, of course, the Starbucks people didn't notice. Because why would they? But I felt great. I felt sexy. I felt happy. And I felt so good in my skin. I didn't wear a ball gown that day. And honestly, you don't need to. You don't even need to wear makeup. Just put on something that makes you feel sexy and great in your skin. Then walk outside and remind yourself that you're allowed to take up space. I know this girl, and really I'm not going to give her a name because she's insignificant. But the few times that I've been in her presence and I say something about feeling beautiful or wearing an outfit that makes me feel sexy, she would respond with, if I looked like you, I would too. Here's the thing. No one is going to find you beautiful if you don't find you beautiful. Don't be the girl who doesn't find herself sexy. Be the woman who believes she's sexy, beautiful, and feels good in her skin. The world will catch up and you will fall in love with yourself. Tip number three, forgive yourself. Okay, how did that sit with you? In a previous episode, I sat down with Jenny Sharp and she talked about forgiving herself for being in a marriage for so long with someone who didn't deserve her. I'll tag the episode in the show notes, so feel free to listen in. Are you like me and do you punish yourself for not speaking up when you should have? Or making yourself pay for something that wasn't your fault? First, bestie, I want you to know I hear you and I totally feel that pain. Know that hanging on to the past and the actions that you did or didn't do isn't going to help your future. Is forgiving yourself going to be hard? Hell yeah. Will it be worth it? Yes. Bestie, I promise it will so be worth it. I know you're thinking, but men, seriously, girl, how? You're saying to forgive myself, to love myself? Okay, girl, but how? Bestie, honestly, this is a daily act. Remind yourself daily that you can accept the past version of yourself for not knowing better and not doing better or wasn't strong enough in that moment. And then moving forward, you're going to do better because you're stronger now. There are so many moments where I wish I had spoken up or done something different, especially when it came to my childhood. But for me, the most painful moments are the moments when I wish I'd been more vocal for what I deserved and needed, even now as an adult. There was one time when I came back from BC and I was sitting in a girlfriend's garage and we were talking about how I had given up alcohol for a while. And honestly, I'm the kind of person who usually gives up alcohol randomly, mostly because I don't like the way it feels in my system sometimes. I want to do a cleanse and I just, I'm not a huge fan of alcohol. Don't get me wrong. I love wine and I do love having a glass of wine, but for me, giving up alcohol is really easy and I'm one to give up alcohol pretty often. And when it comes to alcohol, yes, I'll give up all of the wine. 
So this person said to me, well, you'll give it up until Friday. But then when X comes by, they'll make you drink. The old version of me would have let it go and not spoken up for myself. I would have allowed this person to continue to feed the patriarchal construct of feeding into a man's demands. Now, though, I'm different. I'm at a different point in my journey. I've forgiven myself and had done so much growth. So without skipping a beat, I looked over and said, no, first of all, nobody's going to make me do anything. Now we can dive in and dissect more of that, but you're getting the idea here. When you start forgiving yourself and telling yourself you will do better, next time you will. Tip number four, be your own hype woman. Remember when I asked, why should someone find you beautiful when you don't find yourself beautiful? If you can't cheer yourself on, why would anyone else? A few months back, the friend that I just recently told you about, so let's give her a name because she's probably going to come up pretty often. Let's call her Elaine. Elaine noticed a picture on my phone of my dream car. I know that one day I'm going to be driving around in my matte black G-Wagon. Will it happen tomorrow? Probably not. That doesn't mean I won't have one one day. And until I have one, I will have the picture of that G-Wagon on my phone, reminding me that I deserve a G-Wagon and what I am working towards and what I am manifesting. Elaine saw the photo and like a true non-hype girl, she said, really, Min? A Benz? With a look that I can only describe as disgust. Bestie, just because Elaine doesn't want a G-Wagon doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to want one or that I don't deserve one. If you want to drive around in a G-Wagon one day with me, let's cheer each other on so we all get one. I want to see you win just as I want to see me win. Let's hype each other up. But Bestie, you really need to be your own hype woman. Be the girlfriend to yourself that you deserve. It's nice to have friends encourage you and hype you up. Heck yeah. F yeah. I want that for you. But you need to do it for yourself because you deserve it. So if one day you want to be driving in your own black G-Wagon or holding on to that LV purse or taking that dream trip to China, then bestie, tell yourself that you can, you will, and you deserve it. And then put that into action daily. Tell yourself daily that you have a nice booty or that dinner that you made was hella delicious. And if you can't do it, hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram at adminavenger and I will hype you up until you can because we all need to lift each other up. And if you can't do it in the moments that are too difficult for you or if you can't do it right now and you need somebody to do it for you, Bessie, I got you. Tip number five, date yourself. Spending time with yourself and learning to be alone has so many benefits that I'm not going to get into on this episode. But I am going to tell you that I love my me time. I love my alone time. Over the last year, I have taken myself on so many book dates and sometimes even out to dinner. I've even gone to the movies by myself. Elaine has a friend and when I was living with Elaine, this friend would call her up to do something, mostly shopping. And I was never invited, of course, because this friend really just doesn't like me and I'm okay with that. But the one thing I learned when they would go out is that I got me time and I got to spend time with me. 
Also, this friend of Elaine was just really bad at being alone. I never wanted to be that girl. I loved being alone. Being alone meant that I could grow into a better, healthier version of myself. I got to learn what I deserved and how to attract a higher caliber partner and how to attract a higher caliber life that I was creating for myself. I also got to build my business and make it bigger and better and stronger. Instead of spending time having conversations about people at work, how hot their boss was, or the drama that they created in their daily dating lives, I got to read the drama and romance books, expand my mind, and grow in a new perspective in business and growth mindset books. Dating yourself doesn't mean you need to go to a Mission Star restaurant in a ball gown. It can literally mean grabbing Starbucks and walking through Indigo for my Canadian besties, or Barnes and Nobles for my American besties. You can also have a beautiful dinner at home with a bottle of wine and watch Hallmark Christmas movies. You can take yourself to the spa and get overly pampered with a body wrap and facial. You get the idea here. Date yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Just like your favorite coffee blend, falling in love with yourself isn't a journey that may come with a one-size-fits-all playbook. It's a journey that's well worth embarking on. Remember, besties. One, say yes. Savor the flavor of new adventures and experiences just like you savor the first sip of your morning brew. Embrace the unknown and let it awaken your soul, introducing you to the incredible people around you. Two, Look good to feel good. Like a well-crafted latte, taking care of your appearance can boost your self-esteem. Remember, you're the star of your own coffee shop, and feeling beautiful in your skin is a daily special. Three, forgive yourself. Much like how coffee forgives the occasional spill, let go of the past regrets and forgive yourself for any mistakes or missed opportunities. Accept that the past version of you didn't know better, But moving forward, you have the power to brew a better version of yourself. Four, be your own hype woman. If you won't cheer yourself on, why would anyone else? Become the head barista in your life, crafting the perfect blend of self-encouragement. It's time to serve yourself some positive affirmation and celebrate your daily victories. And finally, five, date yourself. Like a cozy coffee shop, spend quality time alone, nurturing your growth and self-discovery. Whether it's indulging in a relaxing coffee night or exploring new coffee dates, date yourself in a way that brings you the warmth, comforting embrace of self-love. Remember, the path of self-love is as unique as your favorite coffee order, but these coffee-friendly tips can help you start your journey. Go ahead and embrace these strategies. Say yes to life, like saying yes to that extra shot of espresso. Forgive yourself like a gentle pour of cream and be your biggest cheerleader. Date yourself like you're your favorite coffee spot because you deserve the love and care that you freely give to others. Until next time, besties, take care of yourself and keep spreading the love one cup at a time. If today's episode warmed your heart, please hit that subscribe button and join me on future journeys. Enjoyed the chat today? Your thoughts and feedback mean the world to me and they really help others find the magic and share a latte. Every story enriches our journey. Remember, you can turn your trials into triumphs and your scars into stars. Keep believing and keep chasing those dreams. This is Min taking her last sip from the Share Latte podcast. 
where life happens and coffee helps.